Lowry for three. Bang! The Raptors in the franchise's first appearance in the NBA Finals get the victory here in game one. Six, five, four, three, two, one, fire. We have now taken over your radio. Ignition. You are now listening to Trap Chat Alley Oop. The fans plug for all Raptors talk and more. We serve it up and throw it down. Presented by Trap Sense 95. Enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Toronto Raptors fans, we've done it. We made the NBA Finals, but not only that, we took Game 1 against Golden State Warriors. It is your man, Mikey Charlie, and this is Trap Chat Alley-Oop. It's a very different edition. We haven't got to you in a while. I've been away for over a week. I came in on Thursday midnight, did a trap mix, wasn't able to meet up with my partner, Elicit. And as you can tell right now, he's not with us right now. We just had some scheduling issues. It's a very busy time of the year. But I had to drop a trap chat alley-oop because we haven't done one in so long. What is up? As you know, I was not here during the Raptors clinching up the Eastern Conference Championship. I was actually on a boat, on a cruise, representing the Raptors to the max. And what a time it was. So many people were talking trash, but me and my small crew of Raptors fans, we held it down. Talked the most shit ever, let me tell you that. Oh, what a time. What a time to be alive and a Raptors fan. So this episode is not going to be the traditional segmented episode. This is just going to be a one-shot type of thing. But there's so much that we have to talk about. I have a few audio clips we're going to play. We're going to set up the series, the finals. As I said, though, in the Eastern Conference Finals, Raps in six, even after they lost the first two games, I knew they'd pull through and take the next four, and that's what they did. Man, where, where to start? I don't, I don't know. I'm so excited. Still excited. This seems like a dream. Before I get started, though, make sure you check out the Trap Mix. It's called Eastern Warriors. It's a trap mix for the NBA Finals, Raptors versus Warriors. I threw it down as soon as I landed, and this is going to get you real hype, extra, extra hype, as if you're not already hyped for the Raptors in the finals. I already took game one. Looking to take game two tomorrow. Go to Oakland with the 2-0 lead, and we're going to do this. But make sure you check out Mixcloud.com slash Trap95, that is C-R-A-P-D-9-5. Check out that new mix, and check out all the old Trap mixes as well. Let's get into this. This is Trap Chat Alley, presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yes, the cow. So you can find us everywhere iTunes, the Google Play Store, basically anywhere you find podcasts, you can find us. T-C-A-O. Search hashtag T-C-A-O. Tchau. Aliu. Tchau. 
Since the Raptors clinched the Eastern Conference Championship, I just did not know what to do with myself. I mean, I was on vacation, so obviously I was enjoying myself there, but I was also thinking about what was going on in Toronto. I was watching the celebrations. Fans, stand up. Stand up. Y'all are represented to the max. I, I'm loving this. I'm loving the fans from coast to coast in Canada, Toronto, Jurassic Park, inside the arena. As a matter of fact, there's, I think for game two, there's going to be about 22 Jurassic Parks across Canada, which is insane. That's crazy. I know in Mississauga for game one, Celebration Square, there was over 20,000 people, 20,000 Raptors fans in attendance. Come on, man. Like, what's up? Like, yo, that's crazy. Where else does that happen? I don't even think that happens for hockey, man. That's crazy. 20,000 alone in Celebration Square in Mississauga. That's on top of the original Jurassic Park, which has now, I think, four or five different areas. And I know there was one in Brampton. I believe there was one in Nova Scotia somewhere. So shout out, Raptors fans. Y'all are showing out in a big way. And there was a lot of appreciation for the fans in attendance in arena for game one. Even guys like Kendrick Perkins who played in OKC during the finals was saying that was the craziest atmosphere he's ever seen. There's been so many marquee NBA figures that really were in awe of what they experienced in game one with the fans and the fanfare inside and outside of the arena. Let's talk about the team though. The Raptors depth really showed out and really came together in the last few games of that Eastern Conference series against the Milwaukee Bucks, namely Fred Van Vliet who's been on fire, on fire from three. Norman Powell came through and did his thing, the Buck Hunter. Serge Ibaka's been playing pretty well. Mark Gasol, he has stepped up in a major way. This is the Mark Gasol that we've been waiting for. Solid on defense. He's been pretty solid throughout the playoffs. A few lapses, but for the most part, solid. But his offense is now kicking in to a level that we wanted to see. He's not hesitating, not as much anyways, while he's shooting the shots that he should be taking, and he's making them. As a matter of fact, the whole Raptors squad is playing at a level. They're all clicking right now. They're firing on all levels right now. All cylinders, they're getting there. They're getting to that level that we could see their final form and they're peaking at the exact right time. Now, a lot of people are gonna say, yeah, Golden State didn't try in the first game and yada yada. We've heard this all before, Raptors fans. Excuses, excuses, excuses. We've heard that all the way back from the Philly series. People trying to discredit the Raptors. They're trying to say the other team, whatever their opponent was, wasn't playing to their full potential. But there's no denying the Raptors are at a level. They're at a high level. They're at the highest level. And it doesn't matter what anybody else wants to say to discredit the Raptors. This team is amazing. I got some clips from Get Up and First Take, both shows on the American networks, ESPN, ABC, whatnot. Gonna get them to them in a little bit. That kind of just reinforces a little bit of what I'm saying. But looking at game one first, let's look at some of the stats. So the Raptors took this game 118 to 109. And for the most part, it was a, a thorough victory. And the Raptors 
was it was a beautiful game to watch. They executed so beautifully, despite Kawhi having an inefficient shooting night, and and even Kyle Lowry only scoring seven points. But this is kind of the beauty of that game. Actually, that was this is something that shows a testament to the full team, the full Raptors team, and not just their two marquee players. The Raptors led at the end of each and every single quarter. They led for the majority of the game, I would say probably 95% of it. They limited the Golden State Warriors to only a largest lead of two points, which was pretty much at the beginning of the game. And they did not relinquish a lead in the second half. Looking at the box score for the Raptors, Mark Gasol came through with 20 points, seven rebounds on six of 10 field goals, two of four from the three, and a perfect six for six from the line. Although he did end up fouling out, not all of the fouls were his fault, but as a whole, the officiating this game was actually decent. It was pretty fair. Kawhi Leonard, 23 points, eight boards, five assists on five of 14 field goals. He was being double teamed at pretty much every opportunity. You can see he was struggling with the pressure, but yet and still he came through and had a very good game. But the real star and guy who deserves a lot of praise in this game, Pascal Siakam, 32 points. 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 14 of 17 from the field, 2 of 3 from the 3 point line. This guy had an amazing, like a crazy off the charts NBA Finals debut. As a matter of fact, he's joined a handful of elite company in many categories including scoring 30 plus points in the Finals debut. And there's so many other stats that he's set records with his amazing NBA Finals debut. Check it out on our social media at TRAPD95. This guy just had an amazing, amazing debut. A lot of the media are saying that he can't do it again. But I think they may not know who Pascal Siakam is exactly. He may not do it just exactly like this, but he's very capable of doing this again, especially if Golden State doesn't make adjustments on the defense, which obviously they will. You know, with them having the uh, self-proclaimed greatest defender ever in the NBA, Draymond Green, covering Pascal, who completely exposed him. I'm just saying. I think the biggest thing that I saw with regards to that is uh, Golden State was spending so much attention on Kawhi Leonard doubling him, making sure he's not the guy to go off, that the rest of the team, they're now firing on all cylinders. I know in the Philly series especially, a lot of the uh, secondary guys weren't really getting it going, but now it seems like everybody's getting it going at the exact perfect time. Golden State's going to have to rethink doubling Kawhi that hard. I think, actually, that's their best chance to get back in the series. It's uh, maybe not double Kawhi as hard and uh, hope that his hobbling, you know, his, his leg impediments will slow him down enough that they'll have a chance because if they keep doubling Kawhi that hard and they're not able to put pressure on these other guys, Siakam, Danny Green, who played well, hit a couple of nice shots, nice threes. Looks like he's coming out of his slump and he's peaking at the right time. If they let these other guys go, 
it's gonna be a wrap. Shout out to Fred Van Vliet as well. 15 points off the bench, five of eight field goals. And more than that, his defense on Steph Curry was amazing. I know he was struggling throughout most of the playoffs. He came alive halfway through that Milwaukee series, but now he's on point. Steady Freddy is back and he's ready. It seems like the whole team is not shook, which is a very pleasant surprise considering how they're playing specifically in the Eastern Conference semifinals against Philly. Everyone seemed afraid to take shots. Everyone's just passing the ball like a hot potato. But this team that we're seeing right now that we saw in game one, that is the ultimate Raptors team that I've been waiting to watch this whole playoff series. And what a joy and what a pleasure to see that team come alive in game one. But that's with Kyle Lowry only scoring seven points. I mean, he had nine assists and six rebounds. He was playing solid defense, drawing charges. <clears throat> Don't get me wrong, he was solid. But I'm saying if he goes off on his shot, on his offense, then Golden State has a real problem. And as we said, Kawhi Leonard, yes, he scored 23 points, but he wasn't the efficient Kawhi. If Kawhi really gets going like he was against Philly, against Orlando, even most of the Milwaukee series, <laughs> Yo, Golden State's in some serious trouble, especially if they don't get KD back. Another booster for the Raptors is that OG Ananobi is rumored to be ready for game two tomorrow. And OG's been missed. Yes, the Raptors have gotten to the finals without him, but don't get it twisted. OG is a big part of the Raptors' schemes. Defensively, he's a solid guy to have coming in off the bench. And he's a solid three-point option. Not to mention that his upside is probably just as high as Siakam's is. I apologize to everybody. I'm sick. I got sick on the last day of my vacation because a certain somebody likes to turn up the AC in the room. So I'm sniffling a little bit. I'm working through it. That's another thing I have to be working through since I got home. But regardless, the show must go on. And the Raptors... That show, that game one show was amazing. The crowd in the arena was amazing. Jurassic Park was crazy. Shout out to the fans fueling the Raptors. Shout out to Drake Drizzy. He's been doing his part, especially in the in the last few series and in game one, trolling the Golden State Warriors wearing the uh, Del Curry throwback Raptors jersey that was autographed getting in their heads a little bit, getting in Steph Curry's head, and even at the end of the game, getting in Draymond Green's head, calling him trash. Everybody's on it right now. Everybody's firing on all cylinders, and I'm loving it. I'm feeling this, Raptors fans. We got this. Okay, let me not get too crazy just yet. Let's get into a couple clips pulled from some of the American media sports shows. So for these Toronto Raptors, they play well with Kawhi. They play well without Kawhi during the regular season. So now they have the ability to adjust. Nobody's gonna talk about the charges that Kyle Lowry takes that are really timely. Or how about Danny Green finally got in double figure scoring yesterday, made a couple of shots. And so this is a deep basketball team. Fred Van Vliet, do he look like Drake to you? He look like him to me. He came in and he even played well. 
So now all of a sudden you're firing on all cylinders. The Golden State Warriors are shorthanded. You having to get quality minutes from guys like McKinney mm -hmm. and from Looney, and they're just being outplayed by the Toronto Raptors. And listen, I'm looking at a Van Vliet. I'm looking, Siakam's not good. You think Siakam's gonna do no, that again? No, I don't think no, so. But, no, but Kyle Lowry might go off. And, and the main no, thing is Kawhi is gonna, ha Kawhi hasn't gotten going yet. And here's the difference between the two teams. And this is why Kawhi is the best basketball player on the planet Earth. I disagree. This is why. I disagree. I disagree with that. Kawhi. I disagree Kawhi. with that. Offense alone is just about as good as anyone's in the game. You want to quibble that Steph is better than Kawhi offensively or LeBron or KD? It's very close. But then defense, it's no comparison. And, the, and then in high leverage moments, Kawhi's got ice water in his veins. Where were the heroes on Golden State when it was a three-point game? Because I noticed when they were down 12, then Steph's taking it to the rim and he's drawing fouls and he's hitting but, 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 shots. My question, my question. What about when you're but, down uh, three? Right, so now when you're down 12 with a minute 49. So those clips were from First Take, which was recorded live in Toronto as the media circus has descended upon the city for the finals. Honestly, this, the vibe in the city, I don't know where you're listening from, fans, but if you're not from Toronto, the vibe in this city right now is insane. It's out of control. I thought the All-Star game in 2016 was a crazy atmosphere, but man, right now, you could feel the vibes. Even upon landing, coming back into the city, I felt the vibes. As soon as I landed, going through the cities, coming back home, you can feel the vibes. Everyone's wearing Raptors gear. Everyone's talking about the Raptors. What a time. This feels so great being a Raptors fan since day one, since 1995. And now, 24 years later, the Raptors are in the finals. I did want to play another clip from these American media shows. This one's from Get Up. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think for the first time in the history of the world, I am in agreement with Richard Jefferson. This is a monumental moment, folks. I do not like Richard Jefferson, but for the first time ever in life, he, he actually made sense and he's on point. So let's run this. Yeah, with all the conversation that we had leading up to this and as good as Golden State looked and all the attention we were paying to Milwaukee, the one thought that I kept having watching this game last night was, I think a lot of us, myself included, missed the boat on just how good Toronto is. You know, you don't they see They were favored in the game, Greeny. They, they were favored last night yes. in the game. But you watch it. Last night, it did not have the look of a fluke. Like, as the game was going on, it did not have the look of a surprise. It had the look of a team that can just stifle you defensively. They are, they, they are, that was a stifling defensive performance. And you look at it, they were down 0-2 to Milwaukee, right? So they're showing multiple different facets. Like, they can come back. They can lead the series. Like, they are showing a, a focus that it, it takes to be a champion, and that's why they're here right now, and you have to give them credit. It's only one game, but they're showing that, hey, this is going to be a series. So, yes, Richard Jefferson. I can't believe I'm saying this. Richard Jefferson actually makes sense, and he actually knows what he's talking about. But, yes, Pascal Siakam, he is a problem. Don't take this as just a one-time, like, flash-in-the-pan type of performance, game one. Because if you leave him like that again, it's going to happen again. So, obviously, the Golden State Warriors are going to make adjustments. Draymond Green himself said so. And, obviously, Steve Kerr, he's won how many championships, so he knows what's up. But the thing is that when they make adjustments on Siakam, that means... 
something else is going to be a little bit more open. And I'm thinking that's probably going to be Kawhi Leonard because they can't concentrate as much on Leonard if they have Siakam going off like that. So they're going to have to counteract that. Obviously playing a little bit more focus and defense on Siakam. That's going to open up everything else. That's going to open up Kawhi a little bit more. That's going to open up Danny Green. Yo, Danny Green, he is the X Factor. If this guy hits three, if he's splashing like the Splash Brothers in this series, come on, man. It's over. It's going to be a wrap real quick. Fred Van Vliet, he's still on. He's still doing his thing. Kyle Lowry, I have no problem with what Kyle Lowry's been doing thus far in uh, game one and even in the end of the uh, the Bucks series. He actually hit that dagger three at the end of game one. But if he comes alive with this shot, you better watch out, Golden State. And of course, Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol? Mm. Yes. Yes. Big Spain coming through with the 20 points in game one. If he just keeps shooting the shots that he, he should be taking and playing the defense that they that Golden State thought they were going to get away from. I know Golden State didn't think that Gasol was going to perform defensively the way he did. He really stepped up and hedged on those screens. He really challenged Curry to make a couple extra dribbles and take an extra hard shot. I know they weren't expecting that. They were trying to challenge Gasol and see what he could do. And he, he stood up to that challenge. So shout out to Mark Gasol. But if he has offensive rolling as well, and with his passing ability, Siakam has passing ability. That's a great thing about this team. This team has a lot of two-way players. They do it on defense, they do it on offense, and they're all unselfish. Sometimes to a fault, as we've seen in previous series, but right now it looks like they have that tuning down pat. They have it pretty good right now. They know when to take the shot, they know when to pass it up, they know when to move the ball around. I'm excited to see game two, y'all. I can't lie. I cannot lie. Let's get this Toronto Raptors fans. How y'all feeling? Please follow at TRAPD95 on Twitter, on Instagram, and other social media outlets. Make sure you follow us, TCAO, hashtag TCAO, Trap Chat Alley the podcast. Make sure you follow us. The next episode definitely will include my partner, Illicit. I know he's raring to go. I know he has a lot to say about this Raptors run. And I can't wait to have him back on the show. Tomorrow I will be going out to Jurassic Park. Talking to the fans. Getting fans reactions. I know the city is so hyped right now. Let's go. Please send us your pictures. Let us know how you're feeling about the Toronto Raptors. You can always contact us. You know what this is. We are always enhancing your Raptors fan experience. And folks, we are living the dream, literally living the dream right now. This is our time. This is the city's time. I love the way the city and the country are coming together. The Raptors are really galvanizing the sports scene. What a feeling. I'm talking to complete strangers in the airport, on the roads, at work, wherever I am. When we're all talking about Raptors, and we're all feeling good. Masai Ujiri. Before we finish, I have to shout out Masai Ujiri. He had the dream, he had the vision, he had the balls to go for it. We had what it takes, the courage, the smarts, 
the intelligence to make the right moves, not the popular moves, but the right moves to get the Raptors into this position that they are right now on the verge of making history. They've already made history, but on the verge of shocking the world. Shout out to Masai Ujiri, salute in Masai we trust. And all I have to say, Toronto Raptors fans, this is our time. So on behalf of Elicit, who is not here, it's Mikey Charlie, and this has been Trap Chat Alley Oop. For fans, for better, for worse, forever. My prediction, Raptors in seven. Fans, keep that energy up. Let's go. Peace. This is Trap Chat Alley Oop, presented by Trap Since 95, enhancing your Raptors fan experience. Visit trapsince95.com and follow us on all social media platforms at TRAPD95. Yeah.